Is that what we're doing? Are we going to use that still? Yeah, we're definitely going to use that. You don't tell yourself happy birthday. I was in (laughs) Italian. Everybody, happy birthday, Pete. It's Pete's birthday today. He's 75 years old. Yes, I certainly do feel that way. You are all listening to a podcast that is called 123. Happy birthday, Pete. Well played. <laughs> well, yeah, you're listening My name to is all... Pete Phillips. <laughs> just the whole entire episode is going to be completely disjointed. Uh, and I'm Marissa Phillips, and we're not related. Y'all Heard is a show in which two people who share the same last name but are not related come together and share with you different things that they have learned throughout their lives. To try to impart some no. knowledge and experience upon you. She says, no. <laughs> this is my time, Marissa. <laughs> to try to impart some of the knowledge and experience upon you so that you may have a more enriched and valuable and, and sensual experience in your life as you move forward. Sexual or Sensual. I said sensual without laughing, so I think I deserve a little bit of credit. <laughs> That's debatable. That means you're desensitized. Yeah, I say sensual so much, it doesn't even mean anything to me anymore. <laughs> exactly. And to cleanse your soul from what Pete just said, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. And everybody could use a little bit of a soul rinsing from time to time. birthday wish my birthday wish is that's your icebreaker but i don't know how you can turn it on me go ahead oh that's not fair i have an icebreaker (laughs) let's see my birth oh you yeah you can't answer this one that's right because it's not your birthday yeah i don't know my birthday wish is just for all circumstances except this podcast change So we're still we'll still What's be here for you guys. <laughs> so what are you gonna do Wait. on your last day of work? What are your last day of work wishes? Bam. Oh wishes? What am I gonna do or what are my wishes? I'm gonna not do anything. Is there is Just there, joking? <laughs> no, I was gonna legitimately ask you, is there anybody that you're gonna tell off on the last day of work and expected you to like give an actual answer? I had my opportunity for the big one. And I just settled for them looking like they were going to cry. <laughs> and the other one, I'll find a way. <laughs> I hate to be so bad as a person, but like when you're leaving someplace, you're like, no, I don't have to say anything to anybody. Because you do or did have a unique opportunity to tell somebody who really doesn't know how to treat people that either A, they don't know how to treat people, or B, how to treat people nicely. And you didn't take that opportunity? And I don't blame you, because it's like, it's not your job to teach somebody how to be a human being. (laughs) Yeah. Just, you hope that when they realize that good people don't stay around them for long, that they'll learn their lesson. You would hope so. Um, Pete's making an 
airplane with his hands, and I don't know what's happening. I do more like of a wheel thing, but I have table in the way, and I would like break my arms off or break the table, depending oh. on which is stronger. Marissa, look. This, Ooh, this is my birthday cupcake. It says happy yeah. birthday. Uh, I bought it at the store. It's peanut butter icing on chocolate cake. That looks blue. Well, it's not, okay? So shut up. Is that brown? It's, yeah, brown. The icing is brown? It looks blue. No, well, the icing is kind of like tan. It's probably like the blue. Of, oh, God. Oh, God. I got cupcake all over my computer. <laughs> Shit. That me a face without Skype, but I saw the cupcake just tumble onto me. Oh, man. I don't know what this icing is made out of, but it's everywhere now. What? <laughs> sorry. Marissa, I'm going to throw an icebreaker at you while I clean up. <laughs> if you could okay, have an, an exotic animal, what would it be? Like as a pet? Nothing. Oh, come on. I don't want one. Sometimes you sound really shitty on Skype. <laughs> like a mean person or the quality? The quality. Sometimes you sound oh. mean too, but <laughs> I know um, you're not. Oh man, it's like in everything. <laughs> yeah, you're blurry now. Oh no, now you're better. Um, I'm trying to fix it. Uh, like, uh, what do they make screens out of these days that they're that easy to clean? I don't think I should own a pet. You don't want like a snake? No. Uh, Why not? If 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 the world was whatever I wanted it to be, I would own. What about like a panda? An animated Pokemon that was animated, and I didn't need to feed, and it could poop in the toilet. That's okay. I get it. So you have. Like, what do you no, get? No nurturing skills. <laughs> I don't have time. Okay, I don't have time. Uh, I had one dog I loved and I could never love again. That's true. And I'm, I don't know how to nurture you. I, I never met met Marissa's dog love of her life because she told me that it would kill me. Yeah. We decided she should live her life as she wanted to. So besides training her not to pee in the house, we just let her make her own rules. (laughs) And, uh, that's why she couldn't see people. You're, she, wait. Didn't, she wasn't walked on a leash because we let You're her saying that was one of her rules or your rules? What? That she couldn't see people. No, we couldn't let her see people because she was unruly. All right. Uh, yeah, she was never walked on a leash. I tried once in my entire life and I went, whoa, no. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she did whatever she wanted. And my father said... If she were a human, she would be a prostitute. And I don't know why he said that. Because she never had Your dad's got great dog. style. <laughs> okay. Hey, what's your exotic animal? That's a good question. Today I'm feeling like something a little cuddly. Koala's jumping out at me. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with a koala. See, um, I thought about all the things I have to feed it and all the effort I need to take. I wonder if, like, people are like, oh, a koala, you got to feed it eucalyptus. Like, what if you gave it, like, a hot dog? Would it eat it? Probably would, right? Yeah, but maybe it wouldn't have the nutrients it needed if it's an herbivore. Like, not every day, every meal. You can give it a a plant protein drink. I'm waiting. uh, By the way, I'm waiting for you to somehow magically transition this into your topic. (laughs) 
Speaking of hot dogs. <laughs> well I'm played. Post club. Everybody, this is one of my favorite topics <laughs> in the whole world. So if you don't know what a host club is, you haven't been living. I didn't either, actually, guys. Don't feel bad. You really didn't know what it was? No, I only knew because you told me. Oh, okay. So there are two things. There's a host and hostess clubs. Um, and both of them are a somewhat common form of nighttime entertainment in various East Asian countries. Uh, hostess clubs generally cater to men, while a host club caters to women. And as I am a but woman... Since, since I gender like is non-binary, I hope that those lines are blurring. I mean, I actually I have heard that they are beginning to blur. But purely for this one, and for all the things being written and studied and, and everything, I'm going to do a very heteronormative um, presentation. Uh, I want to focus on host clubs. My favorite thing. <laughs> My greatest regret in life, truly, uh, <laughs> was... I had an opportunity to go to a Korean host club mm. and have my entire um, the entire occasion uh, paid in full. What? From my very wealth, wealthy friend, um, and I Whoa, thought I might I still have, have had. <laughs> I might have still had pneumonia, so I said no. Mm. But I was like, wait, 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 never mind. Let's go, let's go. I'll go with pneumonia. And she was like, oh, you told me we couldn't, so I made plans with my boyfriend. <laughs> Which, after I tell you what a host club is, I hope the fact that she had a boyfriend seems weird to you. <laughs> anyway. Uh, by the way, like I said, host clubs are throughout East Asia, but most people study and report on Japanese host clubs. Okay. Most of the uh, information I'm going to present is from Japanese host clubs, but then I have a little bit of personal information from Korean host clubs. Thank God. So, <laughs> apparently the first host club was opened in Tokyo in 1966, and as of 1996, which is still a very long time ago, uh, so I feel like I would like to know the current numbers, but as of 1996, the number of Tokyo host clubs was estimated to be around 200. Um, and host clubs are not cheap. Um, if you're really into host clubs, uh, just one night of entertainment can cost $500, $600, um, maybe even 1000 if you're a big spender. In Korea, I think it's a little more uh, expensive than Japan, actually. Wow. Um, excuse me. According to the Japanese documentary, the Great Happiness Space. Uh, some host clubs have an entry fee of fifty dollars, mm -hmm. so it's actually kind of affordable to enter. But then you're expected to buy drinks over and over again throughout the night, or some of you even pressured to purchase an entire bottle of booze. So what am I talking about? What are these host clubs? Why are they so expensive? Well, the general concept of a host club is kind of like you are renting a boyfriend for the night. The general concept involves... You mean involves, a hooker? No. It is a non <laughs> I just wanted to say what everybody else was thinking. <laughs> yeah. It is a non-sexual experience. The general concept involves male hosts kind of pouring drinks for you and drinking along with you and generally flirting with you. Uh, when you enter the place... Actually, okay. So this is my favorite part. It's <laughs> degrading, I feel. But, um, oh, actually, no. Let, let me wait a little bit. Okay. 
So when you enter the place, you see your host, they entertain you for the evening. They'll converse with you throughout the night. Like I said, they'll drink with you. And sometimes all of the hosts will join together to do a little bit of entertainment. Maybe they'll sing or dance or do little comedy skits. And hosts usually range in age from like 18 to mid-20s. It is a very demanding job, and uh, people burn out pretty quickly. And pay is determined by commissions on drink sales. Uh, basically, you get a very, very low um, baseline pay, but then you get paid on commission. And you are normally drinking with the women. Uh, so hosts usually are like bombed out of their mind while they're working. <laughs> Even though the women are the ones that buy the drinks, uh, they can actually buy specific drinks for the host or they could like have their host join them in drinking what they buy. So the host world is pretty competitive. Like I said, the baseline pay is very low, but the money you can get through commission is very substantial. Um, and the reason why it is so competitive is the way things are usually run. So on your first visit ever to a host club, you are presented with a kind of menu of hosts. Okay. You decide right. which of the hosts in the bar you would like to meet first, and you kind of hang out with them, see if you hit it off. But you also do get to have some interactions with the other hosts in the night. And by the end of the night, you decide whether you really like the host you picked or whether there's another host that kind of catches your attention more. Sounds like a reality show. Yeah. And once you pick that host, in most, again, Japanese host clubs, I'm not sure about Korean, but in most Japanese host clubs, once you pick that host, that's your host for good. It's like your official boyfriend. And I don't just mean for that session. Apparently, that is your host in the place. Can you break up? Uh, that's the thing. I forget if you could break I think you can, possibly. Oh, that'd be crazy if, like, I you had to pay, like, three times as much to break up. <laughs> I don't think you need to have a fee to break up, but I definitely think it's a sensitive topic. I was like, actually reading a little... You'd probably be more inclined to just go to a different club at that exactly. point. Yeah. I, I didn't take notes on this part, but I was reading about how completely unacceptable it is to... So, okay, let's say you are a really, really dedicated customer and you spend a lot of money. It is acceptable in some host clubs for your host to hang out with you outside of work. And I'm still not talking about sex. Like going on a little <laughs> date or something. And... It is absolutely unacceptable for you to go out with another person's host. So it really is like that is your boyfriend. So, yeah, if you were to break up with that host, it almost seems like it's such a sensitive topic that, yeah, you'd just go to another host club. Because then you'd keep seeing your old host. And, like, it just sounds like something you don't do. So wait a minute. I don't know. Something feels a little weird about this. What? The monogamy of fakery. I think that's what it is. <laughs> I think it's awesome. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the kind of people that go to host clubs in a minute. Okay. Um, it's called a permanent nomination. And, yeah, once you have that host, you cannot change hosts in that club. So, actually, maybe you can't. Maybe you can't break up with them. Maybe you really do need to go to another bar. I'm not sure. It probably changes from bar to bar. It probably is your, not the same. All your friends are like, let's go to this bar instead. And you're like, but wait, I have like a shitty boyfriend there. <laughs> then they drag you there and you have to hang out with this loser all night. 
Well, again, no idea what the Korean one is like. I am curious how it how it compares. Um, now, I will say, though I said that everything up to this point is not sexual, there are some clients that go above and beyond, have very dedicated hosts, and they spend like egregious amounts of money. Sometimes hosts will have sex with them, but generally that is frowned upon and sometimes outlawed in the club. Also, Ooh. they don't have sex with them in the club. Like, that is not something that's allowed to happen. No, you don't have sex club. in the club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so meaning, you definitely not, it's not a sexual thing. It's not supposed to be a sexual thing. If it becomes a sexual thing, that's something generally that they uh, figure out outside of the club and that the club doesn't know what's happening. The farthest and, it goes and, is backbends in the club. Exactly, exactly. That's a ba- that's a, I almost had a background joke. A back. Inside joke, not a background joke. (laughs) Okay. So, according to The Great Happiness Space, which is a documentary about Japanese host clubs, which I greatly recommend. It's on, or was on Netflix at least a couple years ago. And it, I've been obsessed with host clubs since I was like 12. And you didn't get a chance. Oh, that's a shame. I know, I'm disgusting. Guys, um, our next Patreon level is saving enough money for Marissa to go back to Korea and go to a host club. But the thing is, even Just if I went back to there. Korea, like it was only if my friend paid. It was going to be hundreds of dollars. Korean. Our listeners are, are going to pay, and they okay. want you to get this experience. They want your dreams to come true. <laughs> okay. Um. So, according to the documentary. Most of the host club patrons, who do you think are most of the patrons? This is tough. Half of me is expecting sex in the city types. Mm. And then the other half of me is like, lonely people. But it sounds like more like more like a recreational fun thing than a lonely person thing. Now, I have, I feel like maybe the Japanese and Korean one differ. I'm not sure. I'm going to... Just talk about Japanese all at once and then have a different segment about what I've heard about the Korean ones at the end. So I don't know exactly what the clientele is in Korea. The Most of the people that get hosts are sex workers that have been pleasing men all day. Or they are okay. basically working in something like... I don't believe that, but okay. Why? I just want to chill. Like with nobody. <laughs> basically, a lot of these people were saying that they... You know, um, work to please men all day. They get no love from their job, so they just want somebody to make them feel loved and kind of dote on them. Like they get good money from their job, and they want to spend it on men fawning over them. So they basically want the reverse of what they've done all day. Um, again, not it's all like of them. It's like emotional capitalism. It's creepy. Yeah, it's it's it it. That, um, that's the thing. The documentary, I thought host clubs were this, like, really, like, fancy, not fancy lady, but, like, I thought it was, yeah, like, sex in the city types, having a fun night out, doing this host club thing, but yeah, it was dark. It was just, like, sex workers that don't have love going to the hosts that don't have love and a bunch of fake love being passed on every night. Um, Is there any so other kind? This, well, shut up. Because of this... It's um, my birthday. I'll say what I want. Most host clubs would open very late. Like, their clientele would finish their own jobs around 1 or 2. So the host bars would open around midnight, and they would be open until morning or the middle of the day. 
and the hosts would work to the point of exhaustion and be just drunk out of their minds. Um, but apparently, uh, recently, some time, time has changed things, and the police are kind of cracking down on this due to an increase of like illegal activity. Mm-hmm. And now they're trying to get host clubs to have more normal hours. So some host clubs have started opening around 4 p.m. and close around like 2 a.m. Now, again, in that documentary, I said it was, it was pretty dark. And it focused on how the hosts really burn out quickly and how a lot of them suffer from liver poisoning because they have been binge drinking yeah. every single night. And a lot of them just have this really disturbing like view on life. Like They just realize they don't have time for real love while in the host club, but they make such good money, so they just like resign themselves to never be in a relationship. So the hosts are usually lonely, sickly, and worn out. Like, they're these pretty men that are just, like, beating their bodies up to please these women. And it's just, like, it's just a circle of sadness. Um, Sounds like football. It was saying, like, football? Yeah. Is that what you said? It's, like, young men beating their bodies up for the entertainment of others. And then, like, yeah, being, Mm -hmm. like, elderly when they're 30-something. In a Wikipedia thing I was reading. I don't know if there was a citation, but there's no name of the women's studies professor, which makes me be like, what is the, where are your sources? But I wrote a note that says, a women's study professor explained the phenomenon by Japanese men's lack of true listening to the problems of women and by women's desire to take care of a man and be loved back. But I don't like that sentence without a source. Otherwise, it just sounds (laughs) (laughs) crazy. But I got that from a source. I didn't write that. Um, Now, I was in Korea for more than two years, and I met a very wealthy person who frequented host clubs through their teen years. Not the teen years, like late teens, early college years. And I also met a guy whose friend was a host. Now, a couple things that differ. I I don't know about the going rate at every Japanese host club, but I know... I wanted to go to Korean one, and I needed a few hundred dollars up front because you are expected to buy a full bottle of liquor to be there, and I think you... Let's get some Grey Goose in the club. I think you may have to have, like, a hundred dollar entrance, something crazy. Like, with the bottle service fee and the entrance, it was something crazy. Yeah. Now, the guy I know that said his friend was a host, I was like, what did he tell you? Like, what does he do? Who goes? And she, in Korea, he claims it's mostly rich housewives, older ones. And his only example of something he did was a b- older woman wanted to eat a banana out of his pants. Okay. Uh, Good potassium. Whatever. Now, yeah. uh, I definitely, not like I was using names anyway, but that person I knew that used to go when they were young... They were drunk when they admitted that they and their friends went all the time. I don't know where they got the money, but they would just go have sex with the hosts all the time. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know if there's a difference country to country, how prevalent the sex is, or whether everyone's having the sex, but she's the only candid one. All I wanted was a fake boyfriend for a couple hours. Let's see how it turned that way. As evidenced by Marissa's... RPG dating game episode and 
everything yeah. like that. We know Marissa's heart's in the right place. All she wanted was a fake human boyfriend for the night. <laughs> exactly. I just wanted someone to flirt with me and pretend he was my boyfriend, and I say bye and I don't see him again. And I spent. That's all the, the money. best part of dating, yeah. anyway, isn't it? Thank you so. I, I regret not going. I, I want one so bad. Um, <laughs> and I guess I can wait for the plugs, but I actually just want to say it now because I cannot yeah. recommend this enough. If you have any interest in learning more about host clubs. First of all, if you want a real account that's a bit sad, but it's real, watch The Great Happiness Space on the Netflix. The Great Happiness Space. If you want a funny account that just fills you with joy, uh, there's an anime called Oran High School Host Club. Uh, so O-U-R-A-N, High School Host Club. And you're like, what is that? And uh, it's this uh, elitist prep school that n- no sex involved. But there are these high school students that have a Any host tentacles? club. No, no, it's not hentai. <laughs> it's for it's a, like an all ages anime. It's uh these high school students have a host club for all the rich girls, um, and there's a lot to it. I don't even want to give away the plot at all, um, but it's just really funny and it's really just ridiculous and it kind of gives kind of an idea of like the tamer side of what a host club could be. Um, so I would say that that actually helps you kind of understand host clubs, but like the non-dirty side of it. Um, so yeah, Pete, would you it ever does sound, host- It does sound like a good service, and I could see if it was completely, well, no, maybe not. Relationships are weird. It's hard to say. But like I could certainly see it being a therapeutic thing where like, like if you have to go to a strip club to get some sexual energy out, like you could go to a host club to get some like emotional energy out. You know? Yeah, because some people, I know that these are like quote unquote fake boyfriends or whatever, but some of these people have these hosts for so long that the hosts know them and like they really talk about like legit things they were saying in the documentary. In hindsight, I really wish that I had the time and the effort, and I'm probably going to do it on a future episode, but like a good companion to this would have probably been like a cam girl situation because there are people that are like oh, yeah. cam, cam performers and they. I say cam girls, but yeah, like cam boys too. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, like you sort of like have an ongoing thing and you go back to that person's room all the time and you start to actually like build a dialogue and relationship with that person over time. He would Not know. that I have. <laughs> uh, in Riverdale, Betty and her brother, not together, are cam boys and cam girls. Good. I'm glad that's reaching the uh, pop culture spectrum. So... What would are you go, talking about? Would I go to a host club? Oh, yeah, um, would you? Ho- no, a hostess. Not a ho- you're not... Would you well, go to a hostess? Yeah, I'm going to go to a host club just to chill with my bros. <laughs> <laughs> would you go to a hostess club? Um, okay, for the record, different from Marissa, I'm single. Yeah, why not? How much money do I have to pay up, put up front? Let's say you're going to a Japanese one, $50 up front. 50, of course, why not? <laughs> But you have to buy and there's booze inside? a drink every hour at least. What? Oh, God, yeah. I would be buying more than one drink an hour. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. How much do the drinks cost? $10. $10. I don't know. Now I'm throwing out things. I'll say this. If the first two drinks cost $5, I would keep spending $10 for many hours more. <laughs> okay. you got to trick me into paying more. <laughs> okay. So what are you talking about, Pete? My question for you, Marissa. Do any of these host clubs have gentlemen 
that sometimes dress up in tuxedos? I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure that there are host clubs that cater to different niches. Um, if not, I'm sure someone could just go to a butler cafe in Japan, which is another thing. Shit. But, we, don't have, we don't have time for butler cafe. What I was yeah. trying to do <laughs> is... So, uh, my guess is yes, and if not, they have things that are close enough. Listener, I don't know about you, but I am a thousand times more fascinated by butler cafe. Do you want to give us a broad overview? <laughs> um, these are cafes generally where you pay by the hour, and it's like the um, what's the word? The the there's also made cafes um, where you don't get to pick one specifically that I'm aware of. You don't get to pick one that is yours. Yeah. But basically, the butlers or the maids, separate cafes. Um, will oh, that, I don't like that, but okay. Serve you food and interact with you in cutesy ways. I went to a maid cafe, and they would they would like do little kitty cat motions to you, and like and like do little like, cutesy hand gestures to you. When they gave you our food, they like they little like dancey things. I don't like and that. then you could pay money I'm to out. take pictures with them. And on the hour, every hour, they would do a little song and dance for you. But I feel like butler cafes are a little more refined um, from what I've heard. They sound uh, like slavery. And I think butler, I, the butler cafe I knew, which was a yaoi butler cafe, so many things, um, they would do yaoi skits every hour. Do you know what yaoi is? Do you remember? Jesus? Yahweh? Is that what I mean? It's... Men loving men, but for women to watch. Okay. Men loving men in a very quote-unquote feminine type of way that appeals <laughs> to women. Well, I got to be honest with you. My tuxedo question was to try to lead into me talking about penguins finally. Nope, I wouldn't let it happen. <laughs> I have been trying to get Marissa to talk about animals for weeks now, just so that I could talk about penguins, and it hasn't I worked. Let- so I figured, today is my birthday, I'm going to talk about penguins. Okay. <laughs> More notably, I'm going to talk about penguins in the news. Because they have a what in the news. What is a link? <laughs> <laughs> Why did you decide this? Because y'all know what a penguin is. Come on. <laughs> but I'm going to talk about penguins in the news. Because within the past three months, penguins have come up in my news feed two times. And both articles, I thought, were quite fascinating. I want to start by saying, I am not a penguin enthusiast. It's not like I have penguins all over my apartment or, like, stickers. (laughs) Or anything like that. I am not, like, a person who's obsessed with penguins. It's just that these two articles... That's what a person would say who is obsessed with penguins. These two articles fascinated me. The first piece I told as many people... (laughs) Who would listen to me about? And that is one that arrived uh, in arrived. Yeah, sure. In December of 2017. Ooh, special delivery! <laughs> Ding dong! Special <laughs> penguin delivery for people. <laughs> and this was about the discovery of the fossilized remains of an ancient penguin species that stood six feet tall and weighed 220 pounds. That's disgusting. That is the size of Fat Jimmy Kimmel. From a few years ago, before he lost a lot of weight. And I say that because... Not Jimmy Kimmel, the penguin. Because Jimmy Kimmel 
when he shaves, and he was shaven at the time, he often wears suits, and he seems pretty cute as a penguin. <laughs> so... <laughs> Ugh, okay. So, the remains were found in New Zealand. Marissa, where is New Zealand? Near Australia? Oh my god, you're so much smarter than me. <laughs> what? What did you think it was? I just didn't know. New Zealand, which is off the shore of Australia, which is 3,100 miles away from Antarctica, to be fair, for all ye geography nuts. I only and, know because that's where the guy who plays Archie is from, and I'm a big fan of him, and yeah, I pay are. attention. Shut up. Continue. They named the species in the language that they speak in New, New Zealand. Um, I'm, I, I'm not going to try to say it, and I don't even have it in front of me. But basically, they chose. Oh, two I wish words. you let me say it. They chose two words to describe the bird. Um, they named it Monster Bird, and I think that's me. <laughs> Do you know how to spell it, and I'll try to say it? No, not at all. Okay. Look up Monster Bird Penguin, and you'll be able to find it. My computer's off. Okay. All right. She just finishes her part of the episode and shuts down. <laughs> Here's the thing: the fossilized remains were 55 million years old which is 20 million years older than the oldest known penguin remains. It was, must have been the, a rough 20 million years because all the penguins that they found after that were so cute and tiny. How do they know it was a penguin? Because it looks like a penguin? The hell do you want from me? I'm not an archaeologist. I, I wasn't know. on the dig. But they ate the same things as little penguins, but they also ate bigger things just because they could. Now, I'm looking at a picture, and I'm trying to estimate from scale. Their beak looks like a foot long. Probably a little bit longer. That's disgusting. So they can poke at things and rip things up. Crazy. But evidently they were not tough enough because scientists theorized that larger sea predators moved into the area that these monster birds lived in and ended up either eating the penguins themselves or eating up their food source so that they all sort of died off. But it's interesting that in 2018... They discovered an ancient penguin from 55 million years ago. That's crazy to me. Sometimes I, I think of animals as big as they were in prehistoric times. Even though it's just in my mind, I'm filled with such like, abject terror. That because of the size? Yeah, something about large things. <laughs> large whales. Large penguins large birds it just haunts me when i go to museums i stare at things and i'm filled with terror like deep in my heart but i have to stare at them so long because i i can't accept them as real because it's gross but continue the second penguin piece that i saw <laughs> <laughs> was this month march of 2018 when scientists use satellite imagery and drones to uncover a colony of Adelie penguins consisting of 1.5 million of these cute little critters. Ew! <laughs> so many! It is. And I hope that I remember to put the drone imagery into our show notes because you can see every penguin. <laughs> You can see 1.5 million penguins in this sort of, like, 360 view. 
I get nauseous when I see a cluster of ants. I know I you like do. The same with a million penguins. I don't think I could watch it. Speaking of ants, Barista, today I came home from the gym and I still have an ant problem in my apartment. I finally you called somebody. Your landlord? I called somebody. They don't give a shit. Cool. Okay. Now, this is particularly good because apparently penguin populations have not been killing it in this climate change world that we have going on. Is that bad uh, luck? Penguin populations? No. <laughs> but what this did was it took whatever the population of penguins was and bumped it up 1.5 million. Okay. So it really helps the numbers game for penguins right now. But scientists are very quick to uh, follow that up with, like, but that doesn't mean we don't have to worry about penguins anymore. We have to worry about everybody. Yeah. Penguins were discovered in a place called the Danger Islands, which is a nine-island archipelago off the coast of Antarctica. Ooh, archipelago. You got it. How you say that? (laughs) Of course. Oh. Why? What do you want to say? Archipelago? 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 Okay, good. Feel free to call and correct us at... 570-PODWOD1. So, this is off the coast of Antarctica, sort of under South America, the tips of Argentina and Chile. Ooh. (laughs) Scientists are very happy about this discovery, again, because of the population thing. Uh, But you may be wondering, well, how did this discovery happen? Satellite images detected a large (laughs) region of penguin guano a.k.a. penguin shit. (laughs) So they were like, huh, there's a whole bunch of penguin shit, so there must be a whole bunch of penguins. Guys, I don't know about you, but I'm fascinated by the fact that even in the wild, all the penguins go, that's where we shit. (laughs) We don't hang out there. That's where we shit, okay? Nobody do anything else over there except shit. So they discover this. They send a drone down there, and they look at the region a little bit closer and they find uh, just, yeah, like a ton of penguins. And I love the fact that this colony of 1.5 million penguins were hiding from people. And I'm kind of disappointed that we found them because I wish they got to live their their free little lives yeah. on their own. Now, I just want to repeat, I am not obsessed with penguins, but oh my God, their life looks so fun. <laughs> There's a woman who commented on this New York Times story about this discovery. And she goes, I was just on an Antarctic cruise, and they took us to this particular area and showed us all the penguins. And, like, she's got this phone thing, I guess, I don't know, where she is, uh, basically you can move around the video and see all the, and, like, some of them are just, like, popping out of the water. (laughs) And other ones are on cliffs, and they're just jumping in the water so that they can find some shrimp and some krill and stuff like that, eat it, and then just, I don't know, go about life. So, yeah, this story appealed to me because of that sense of people are talking about, even we are talking about going to, like, other planets and the solar system and everything like that. But I think it's cool that there's still interesting things to discover here on Earth, like 1.5 million penguins. Woo! (laughs) And, uh, yeah, and then also discovering this penguin, uh, these penguin remains that are 55 million years old that we still haven't found yet. And so, like, this is a new species that we're going to establish here in 2018, and I think that's, or I guess at that time, 2017. I think that's pretty interesting. 
basically what they did was they were like, okay, so we found 1.5 million penguins and they were trying to already start a sort of conservation area near this particular place. So they expanded that area to include the, what did I call them? The danger islands. And they are going to, yeah, sort of protect them and keep an eye on them. What bums me out about that is that they have to put environmental protections on an area that they didn't even know contained 1.5 million penguins Uh like a month ago. (laughs) So here's hoping they, uh, they stick it out. But as you may imagine, you know what? There's no reason why you should know this. Adelie penguins, um, are one of two penguin species that need to live on ice. And so with global warming and everything like that, even in some of these pictures, like you could see sand on coastlines in Antarctica. And that's terrifying to me because like growing up, Antarctica was always just like solid white. That's all it was. That was... I know. know. And so, um, yeah, these little guys are sort of, um, again, they're sort of trying to make a conservation effort so that these little guys can live out their lives and, and do their thing. And, uh, yeah, penguins don't mate for life. So if that's something you believe, that's also not true. (laughs) Boo! Just snuck that in at the end because I'm drinking. (laughs) Thank you. There's no such thing as love. (laughs) Speak for that he does what he wants. Would you want a host club? A host club. A host host club of penguins? Shit, yeah. yeah. Little penguins flirting with me all night. <laughs> Six foot penguin. Oh, interesting. So you're talking like a magic mic situation. What? <laughs> what does that mean? So I a host I'm club of six feet penguins. I mean, I, I would certainly go for the thrill of the experience. I don't think they'd be very good at flirting or serving drinks because they got those fins. Yeah, you're right. But. Yeah. I'll say this much. If a six-foot penguin was in a zoo, I would be at that zoo. I would be at that zoo... Crying. In a masochistic kind of way. <laughs> like, it would pain me and fill me with terror, but I wouldn't be able to look away. Yeah? Yeah. That's most of life, isn't it? N- no, this is next level. <laughs> Plugs. Do you have anything to plug? Just watch the anime Oron High School Host Club. Yeah, that's right. And Great Happiness Space. Yeah, the Great Happiness Space. They're both really good. <laughs> I want to plug this Instagram that I follow. It's called Courtship of Veneer. Ooh. It's thrilling. It's entertaining. I mean, there hasn't been a post very recently. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have, I have one half made, but I... The joke isn't there yet. Interesting. Okay. Here's the thing. Okay, everybody. For my birthday, I asked Instagram, leave a review on our podcast. We need, like, I think we need at least 20 in order to display a rating on the page. I don't know what the hell all of you people are doing, but you're not (laughs) leaving reviews. Okay. Now, you might be picking a star rating and thinking that it saves, but in Marissa and I's experience, and I believe Carlos as well, we have found that the rating doesn't necessarily stick unless a review is left behind. So here's what I want you to do. Just go there, pick five stars, pick four, pick three. I don't care, right? And then just write, happy birthday, Pete. And then hit send. 
That's it. Come on, guys. Come on. It didn't work. It didn't work for Marissa's birthday, so I don't think it's going to work any better for mine. But try it out. <laughs> Mike, one. Hello, Capulet. Everybody. Just do it. Everybody. Rock your body. <laughs> anyway, listen, guys. I mean, you're listening. You can tell this is winding down. So we're just going to cut it off. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.